Hello, and welcome to Near-Death Discussions Podcasts. I am your host, Travis Shreve. Today, we are going to talk about the, uh, this is a new uh, um, experience on endorf.org. This is the experience of Lane T. This was a semi-recent experience um, involving uh, a plane crash. So probably a well-documented experience um, outside of what, what Lane experienced. Uh, but he, he goes on to say, On Saturday, on Sunday, July 17th, 2022, I was out and about with my bearded dragon lizard, Lemmy. We were walking through the drainage tunnels as a shortcut to our destination. We were resting in an open part of the wash situated directly behind the run- runways of North Las Vegas Airport. I was sitting back watching the small planes take off and land. My little buddy was sitting a few feet away sunbathing. I was taking a long-awaited drink from the water bottle as I, quen- as I watched a small single-engine Cessna making a right turn in my direction and preparing to land. I watched another plane descending behind it. At least it appeared that way from my vantage point. I expected the planes to pass directly over head of me to land, but to my horror, I watched as the planes collide midair about 50 feet above me. I scrambled to my feet, grabbed Lenny, Lemmy, and sprinted towards the, the steep driveway-like slopes of the storm drain. When I heard the deafening sound of an explosion, I was thrown forward with tremendous force while pelted by, a sm- by small pieces of shrapnel. I went unconscious as I hit the ground. when I regained consciousness, I saw nothing but a dark tunnel. I thought I imagined the whole incident and looked around for Lemmy, but he wasn't there. I freaked out and ran toward the end of the tunnel. I was blinded by an intensely bright light. Then I found myself in a different location. It was a grassy oasis type of place. This confused me as I was greeted by a strange robed figure who led me down a path to a field. Numerous people were sitting there. I recognized my grandmother, great aunt, and a close family friend. All of them had died when I was younger. I asked the robed figure, Who are you? Instead of getting an answer, everyone else was asking me what I was doing there so early. I replied, I don't know. I relayed the story that there was a crash. I passed out and woke up somewhere else without Lemmy. I asked if they had seen him and demanded that I get to him. The robe man placed one hand on my forehead and everything became blurry and dark. I opened my eyes. This time, I found myself uh, on the ground and in a lot of pain. As I stood up, I saw the burning wreckage of the small Cessna about 20 feet away from me. The pungent smell of burning flesh and metal was very strong. I frantically looked around for Lemmy and found him a few feet away from me. I picked him up and dialed 911. I explaining the, uh, the situation while cautiously inching closer to the burning wreckage. I wanted to see if anyone had managed to survive. It was horrible uh, that although it will forever be ingrained in my memory, some things are just better left unshared. I suffered a broken knee and a fractured wrist. Lemmy suffered a broken forelimb and a spinal displacement. We spent the day in the hospital. The nurses were so nice to me and little Lemmy. They even made him 
his own little splint for his arm. In the end, we were okay. Uh, he goes on to to talk about everybody else and says, unfortunately, that that crash resulted in four casualties. Um, a, f- a few things interesting about this is uh, you can tell he as he crosses over, and he may not have fully realized where he was, but as he crosses over, he's still very concerned about his dog. Uh, he's, he's looking frantically for the dog, uh, almost misses the chance to say, grandma, you shouldn't be here. What, what, how am I seeing you? He almost misses that chance, um, because he's, he's worried about his dog. And, and I say that to, to express the love that some people have for their dogs. Um, uh, true peace may not be achieved for some, if they don't cross over and get to see those those animals that uh, they've loved so much and there are there are people here that have never truly had the love of a human being like they have f- with a loyal animal a, a dog or a cat uh and so it is comforting that that we do read this this isn't one of them because his dog did not did not pass but it is comforting that we do read stories uh, wherein the experiencer is able to see a pet that maybe passed away when they were a young kid or maybe passed away a decade ago. But we we do see that they are able to see these animals and, and even react, even, even have a level of communication with these animals. <clears throat> so we don't see that in this case, but we do see that that would be very important to to Lane here, that um, when it's his time to go, that, that Lemmy's there with him. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm, uh, I, I'm talking as if Lemmy is a dog in this case, but, but Lemmy, Lemmy is a bearded dragon. Lemmy is, a, Lemmy is his lizard that he had with him. But, but you, the same thing applies. Um, he, you can tell that this animal is very, very dear to him and very important to him. Uh, and, and that, that comfort of hopefully seeing Lemmy on the other side would, would, would be the same. So, um, very, very interesting story. Um, he, he doesn't seem to fully appreciate or, or understand where he's at, partly because of the, that worry about Lemmy. I think a lot of times we see these experiences and they're not, they're not with somebody at the moment of impact. And so they cross over and they're not necessarily as worried about somebody else or, or a pet or some other soul, be it a, a an animal or, or a human. <clears throat> um, but in this case, he, he truly is, he's worried about Lemmy in, in this case. And so very important to him to, to get back to Lemmy. Um, but a beautiful experience nonetheless that that he's he's experienced he sees a robed figure doesn't doesn't know who this robed figure is and he sees family and um just just sees he he describes this place as a grassy oasis type of place so i imagine it was an exceptionally beautiful place um so the the interesting things here are that um and i don't i don't want to take away from his experience uh 
but um, if if Lane could have known that that Lemmy was okay, imagine that he could have better soaked in what was happening to him, and and better looked around and and enjoyed his his circumstances. Um, you know, it's a shame that he was so anxious to get get back to Lemmy, even even demanding it. Uh, I imagine he didn't fully understand where he was, and I uh, I can relate to that. I didn't fully understand where I was when I initially had my dear, near death experience. It was very much a feeling of oh wow, something has connected. I'm I'm here, and I've longed to be here, but something connected to get me here. Didn't didn't even quite remember that I was I was in the hospital uh, breathing my breathing my last breaths. Um, so that, that is interesting here. Um, it's, it's tough that in this situation, <clears throat> he's witnessed something terrible. Um, within the two planes, there were four fatalities. I don't know if that was everybody on board those two planes, but um, those small planes. But he, he has witnessed four fatalities and probably not a pretty picture um, and I always, always give this disclaimer, uh, you know, that we have this trauma associated with death. And I, I hope that in Lane's experience that what he saw gave a little bit of comfort to what he saw on the other side, gave him a little bit of comfort as to the true state of, of those individuals. It, they were no longer there was no longer concern of, of this horrific accident scene, but rather people meeting relatives, being being greeted by the people that they loved. And I'll say it over and over again, I, I don't I don't want to appear too heartless as I as I speak of these things. Um but I do I do I do think it gives comfort. You never, you never say that to somebody at their loved one's funeral. Um, but, but hopefully as, as you're sitting there and, and grieving as we all do, as we all continue to do, hopefully uh, you get a sense of, of how beautiful it is on the other side. And, and that while this life can be misery for us, that, that stick around, um, our loved ones are, probably in a, in a state that we couldn't even describe, uh, in such a beautiful state. Um, but interesting story. Um, there's uh, probably some sort of news article to go along with this lane lane mentions at the end that, uh, he was met by a journalist for an interview, but he declined due to his aftershock. Um, but seems like a, a very, uh, very interesting story, and I'm sure that there's some some information to back this up. Probably worth reading both his story on enderf.org, uh, as well as uh, you know looking at the news stories associated with that, because there were there were people involved in this, and uh, you know probably some beautiful souls that that passed over, uh, unfortunately, um, for for the their remaining families. Um, I'll, I'll leave a link to this, uh, on enderf.org, but take a look at it. Um, probably interesting to, 
to see a, a verified story here. Not that, you know, I'm of I'm of the impression that that most of these stories are are true. I eventually I so often come across ones where somebody talks about having superpowers or super mind powers or they were given information about my future or your future. And I, you know, those ones are a little harder for me to believe because I, my true feeling with these near death experiences is that these beautiful experiences happen to the most basic of people. Uh, me, I'm, I'm probably an example of that. Uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a special person. I'm just a, I'm just a chubby dad and a boring accountant. But I, I think the great, that is the greater point is that, that these beautiful experiences are happening, happening to nobodies. And sometimes people have these experiences and they feel the need to say, Hey, I'm a somebody I'm important, which is true. They wouldn't be having these experiences if they weren't important, if there weren't a place for them, if there weren't people waiting for them and ready to love them and greet them. That's, it's obviously the case that, that so many of these nobodies, and I say that with air quotes, so many of these nobodies are, are truly somebody important and they may have thousands of relatives waiting for them when they may have only gone through this life having two, three good friends. Um, but, but people are waiting for them and the, and the love and the amount of love ready to be poured out is, is, is incredible. And so that's my belief when, when somebody starts to use their near death experience to, to elevate themselves and to make themselves look more important, more knowledgeable. And, and don't get me wrong, I love those who research and, and connect the dots and, and have that knowledge. But uh, when, when they use it as a platform to say, I'm, I'm of particular importance, um, I, I tend to disregard some of what they say. I don't typically disregard all of what they say, but I, I, I've seen somewhere the story evolves and their importance in the grand scheme of things, their presentation of their importance involves. Um, and at that point, I, I become a little little disinterested in, in what they have to say. Um, but plenty of intelligent people out there, plenty of people who've never had an experience that have so much to expound and plenty of people who have had an experience that have so much to expound and, and give to us. Um, and, and I hope that for you, whether or not my personal experience has any bearings to you, I, I hope that you find comfort in the experiences of others that I read to you and that maybe in my own experience, I've gleamed enough to, to connect some dots and uh, convey that feeling of, of comfort and beauty. Uh, just today on a, on a Facebook group, somebody had was talking about missing a daughter terribly. She was in a car wreck <clears throat> and this mother was terribly missing her daughter. And she just had a lot of questions, you know, uh, are there any near death experiences out there that, 
that can explain to me how it felt or what it's like. And, um, you know, the, the thing that really comes to mind and I've, uh, I've obsessed over earlier in my life, I've really obsessed over the unfairness of this world and, and the simplest way that I could describe the beauty of this place is essentially that I believe that there were people willing to be born in North Korea under an all-watching eye of violence, starvation. They were willing to be born in North Korea just to have the chance to come back, to, to have the chance to learn something on this earth and have the chance to come back. Now that's that's easy for me to say in my uh, middle class upbringing. Um, things were always pretty easy for me. Uh, had some jarring situations as an adult, as I've lost children. But even so, um, I feel very blessed as an adult. I feel like my opportunities to provide for my family are plenty. I have clients that love and appreciate me as a boring accountant. Um, they, they take good care of me. And I have so much. I have so much to be grateful for. And so maybe it's hard for people to hear me talk about somebody who's going to be born in some African tribe with no no, none of the comforts that we have or somebody that's going to be born in, into North Korea in fear or even worse in some cold place that's similar, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Siberia. Uh, I guess North Korea is plenty cold. Um, but uh, lately as, as it gets colder, that's, that's one of my big fears is being outside for an extra five minutes and being cold. So it a testament to how wimpy my life is, how how easy my situation is, and so I don't want to sound um, uncaring as I say that, but I I do feel confident that as we hear these stories of of people who who essentially had this agreement, they were excited to come to this earth. I think that the people who uh, know that they were coming to earth in some communist regime or in poverty or or in a very dysfunctional family, I think those people were excited too because I think at that time they had a better understanding of of what how minor this life is compared to the the grand scheme of things, but also they had a glimpse of how special their return would be. And so that, that would be, those would be my words of comfort to uh, a mother who's missing their daughter is that, yes, this life is, is tough and she's probably got decades to go until she sees her daughter again. Uh, but number one, her daughter is likely experiencing something incredibly beautiful and, and she has that to look forward to. So... I, I hope that that message is, is well conveyed to you and that not only will you look forward to death without, without speeding things up, but you'll try to live life in a way that, that you'll be better prepared. 
I don't, I don't want to tell you what your beliefs should be on the matter. Um, you know, a lot of people come back from these near-death experiences with, uh, with a desire to be kinder, to be more open to people and to be more loving. Uh, I've, I've definitely felt the same and uh, just been blessed for it. I saw this sweet old lady um, carrying her groceries the other day and waiting at a bus stop. And there was no way I was going to let her wait in the cold for a bus. And, uh, you know, the, the new version of me, I kind of stopped some, some traffic and told her to get in my car. And I took her to her apartment. We loaded things up. And uh, I'm getting calls every so often from this old woman with a Bosnian accent. And she says, I make you baklava. I make you... <laughs> I make you Bosnian treat. Um, it's it, it's brought joy into my life to to be a little bit more aware, uh, and as you focus on the things that you shouldn't do and the, you know the bad things to avoid, I would just say focus on the good things as well. Focus on people that you can take care of. Uh, a little ride to somebody. Um, I've I've learned over the years that you are safe picking somebody up who's carrying eight bags of groceries. They are so happy to have your help that you're, you're safe to do that and you, you really have an opportunity to, to bless somebody's life. It's something small to you, but you can be a blessing in the lives of others. And so I would say look into those things, look into those experiences, uh, fill your life with those experiences. And I, I think that as, as your time comes and you cross over, I think you'll better understand where you're at you'll, and you'll have people, have even more people there that, that love you and are waiting for you and people that are just proud of you, that in this miserable place, you've found time to, to take care of those around you. I hope I hope that you'll follow this advice from a fat dad and a boring accountant uh, and strive to, to make your life of more service. Um, but I, I also hope that you just, you have a, a renewed hope in what's to come. And for those of you who are aching about somebody that you've, you've lost, I hope that you have comfort in, in knowing that there is a God that, uh, and some people like to use different terms. There's a creator, there's a source. Uh, I like to use the term God. There is a God that wants to bless, that wants to provide. He's not anxiously trying to thrust somebody to hell, um, you know, give them a miserable life in, in some cold, cold part of the world where life is essentially prison and then send them to some cold, dark hell. That's not who our God is. And that's not who the creator is. We have somebody, we have, there is a soul out there uh, greater than us all who, who wants to bless us and wants us to, to return uh, and to experience things that just can't, can't even be explained. Thank you for following. Thank you for listening. Uh, hope to have you around. And um, as things move into busy season, it may, uh, tax-wise, it may slow down a little bit for me, but I'm going to keep trying to 
to read these stories for you and hope you find time to in your commute or whatever to 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 give it a listen uh i know that i'm i'm very interested in other podcasts of of this subject and so i do the same i can't i can't talk as i'm driving and so i listen to other podcasts and there's uh there's some where people are interviewed there's some where these stories are are simply read um and i love them all i, I like i like both types of of podcasts, both types of opportunities to, to hear of these other stories. Um, thanks again for being here. Thanks for listening and hope you have a good one.